Experts are predicting a massive investment opportunity in the housing market. We have the man Money Magazine calls America's favorite financial expert, David Bach, here with more. It is Tuesday, September 29th. Let's talk money with our friends. Welcome to the Money with Friends podcast. I am certified financial planner, Bobby Rebel, host of the Financial Grown Up podcast, coming to you from my very grown up kitchen in New York City. Hello, everybody. David Bach coming to you live from Florence, Italy. If you don't know who I am, I'm the author of 10 New York Times bestselling books. My most recent book is The Latte Factor, just going all over the world right now in 12 languages. And uh, just was on the cover of Money Magazine. And I'm the co founder of AE Wealth. So I've spent the last 25 years of my life making money simple, easy, fun, and actionable. And we're here today to help you take make some smart decisions with your money. Bobby, good awesome. to be with you. Well, we're so happy here. David is co-hosting the show with me today for the very first time. He's part of our new cast. Here on Money with Friends, we talk about the latest personal finance headlines. We add in the insights and wisdom of our fantastic cast of thought leaders, including author David Bach. Um, mix in. We also mix in, by the way, questions and comments from our money friends. And then we're going to leave you with a takeaway to make it your own. So David will have some words of wisdom at the end of the show. This episode, by the way, of Money with Friends is sponsored by Tiller. Your financial life in a spreadsheet automatically updated each day. Go to tillerhq.com forward slash MWF for a free trial and to support the show. David Bach, welcome. Good to see you, Bobby. This is so fun. Congratulations on the show, too. I know it's taking off and people are loving it in the podcast land. So good to be with you. Thank you. And I am so excited that you're part of our new season's cast. We have so many amazing people from Farnoosh Tarabi to Amy Goodman. We have Bola Sakambi, Grant Sabatier, who you've done projects with. Just such an all-star lineup. And you are kicking it off first in the hot seat. (laughs) So you love being a guinea pig, right? No problem. Absolutely. And look, we, we figured all the technology stuff out. We're here. Kevin, we got people saying hi to us all over online. So great to be with you. And I'm, I appreciate you asking me to be a part of this. And, and you, so many great people are going to be on the show with you. So this is going to be an amazing podcast. It will be a, re- a great daily service to people that want to tune in and get, you know, what's, what's going on financially? What should you be doing right now? Well, you've been doing a lot. You were coming to us from Florence, Italy, where you have been working hard. You were I kind of thought you were going there on a one-year sabbatical and you wouldn't actually be working, working, working because you you have done this before where you take a break from work and you just spend so much time with your sons and your family um, and your wife who's lovely. Um, But you've been working. You put together a whole project with Money Magazine, um, which fits perfectly with the story we're going to be talking about, about home buying and investments in real estate. Tell us quickly about that. Yeah, well, you know, it's funny because that was the truth. I really was coming to Florence, Italy, and I was going to take a radical sabbatical and just chill out. Then the quarantine happened, and I'm like, well, what am I going to do now? I mean, I got the next two months to hang out at home. Maybe we can get some stuff done and go help some people. So I relaunched my podcast, The David Box Show, and I've been talking about like how to deal with this recession, how to not just survive it, but thrive. And one of the things we created during this time was a program to specifically take advantage of what's going on now, which is the real estate markets, how to go and buy your first home. So if you're a renter, I'm here to tell you right now, with the times that we are living in, this is a once every 10-year opportunity to buy real estate. It might be a once in a lifetime opportunity for you. We've never seen in our lifetime rates this low. 
And so it's never been easier to buy your first home. So what I've done is create a first-time home buyer course that is free, Bobby. We partnered with Money Magazine on this. And it's a five-video course. I take you by the hand, show you how to go from, from building your down payment account to how to look at your credit report, how to get your credit score up, to how to get qualified for a mortgage, what type of mortgage to get, and then how to work with a real estate agent and go look for real estate. And one of our chatters here just mentioned the automatic millionaire. We had a, a, a recent reader, her name is Hannah, read the book, go to the course, and in seven days go from renting to actually being in escrow to buy a condo in Sacramento. So we're, And she never thought she could buy. She, was a, she had student debts. She didn't have a huge down payment, but she just tried, tried it. And so go check it out. Askdavidbach.com. That's A-S-K davidbach.com. And also my website, finishrich.com. Again, top of that website, finishrich.com. It's free. So you can just click in, submit, watch it, and um, take advantage of what's going on right now. Because let me, we're going to talk about this today's opening yeah. story here. Like the mm-hmm. opening story is that all the billion the super big wealthy people, the big the big billion dollar pension funds, the big private equity funds, they're all about to pounce on home ownership opportunities. And that's because right. they, know they know this is how to make money right now. So right. should I read that should I read that no, story? Well wait, hold on one second. Okay. So you chose the story. First let's see which one of our friends is gonna bring us into the headline. This is Scott from the Inspired Stewardship Podcast. The money talking party starts now. It's time for Money with Friends. The story that you chose is from Realtor Magazine, and the headline is Investors Ready for Bonanza in Housing. Okay, go for it. So this is right off the you know what we've just read here. So single-family landlord giants are expecting a surge in repossessed homes as millions of Americans are falling behind on their mortgage payments and may be at risk of losing their home once evictions moratoriums end. The Wall Street Journal reports that landlords are waiting for a potential bonanza of distressed properties as well as the emergence of a new wave of renters. About 3.5 million home loans or about 7%, were in forbearance as of September 6th, according to the Mortgage Bankers Association. This is sort of just like it was in the last recession. About a million homeowners are behind on their mortgage payments, but are not in a forbearance program. By the way, that's super important because if you are behind on your mortgage payment right now and you haven't gotten into a forbearance program, you should. Investors are preparing for a wave of homes to come onto the market. Individual and investment firms have been buying more than one in every 10 homes in the U.S. over the past decade, but that will likely soon increase. When foreclosure moratoriums expire at the end of the year, a slew of homes could hit the market and investors are boosting their funds and standing ready to snatch them up. Quote, once January comes, that's when the carnage will come. Jared Kessler, chief executive of Easy Knock, told the Wall Street Journal, the startup Easy Knock raised $25 million from investors in June to launch a sale leaseback program this month. So David, explain what's going on here. This is, as you mentioned earlier, these are the people with a lot of money and they are getting ready to pounce. Well, and they already pounced 10 years ago, right? So like we're talking, when we talk about, we're talking about like billions of dollars with institutional money going out and buying up tens of thousands of homes. The reason is what is that renters ultimately, they don't, they don't just disappear. You have to, you have to live somewhere as long as you're alive, right? This, we've talked about this before the show. And so the reason home ownership makes people rich is you can't live inside a mutual fund. You can't live inside a stock, (laughs) 
but she got to live somewhere. And the only question is who's getting wealthy off that decision. Is it a landlord or is it you? So homeowners are worth 44 times more than renters. Investors know that homes make great investments. That's why they buy them when the markets get like this. So, you know, if you're an investor, this is a great time to be buying rental property. And I don't even have a dog in this hunt. I own a registered investment advisory firm. Like we manage money for people. We don't even, I'm not in the real estate business. I just know this is one of the greatest ways to build wealth and it only happens every 10 years. Uh, Kevin just asked a question here online on the chat. You know, what if you don't want to buy physical real estate, what are your thoughts on REITs? I've always liked real estate investment trusts as a asset class in a diversified portfolio. But the thing about REITs is you get no leverage. So right now you can go like go back to that woman Hannah. She bought like a I think it was like a three hundred thousand dollar condo. She's twenty seven years old, three bedroom in Sacramento. She put less than five thousand dollars down. She got a first time home loan program. And her mortgage is less than her rent was. And now she's got also friends that are renting part of the rooms, the the property with her. So she's making money and she's going to turn that property into an investment property. And she's 27. And so you like, you know, you talk about like women taking charge of your financial destiny. The way you do it is with real estate. Mm-hmm. I know you bought your first home in your yeah. early 20s, right? I was 23. Yeah. And my 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 dad encouraged me to do it. Um, he was a Wall Street guy. He certainly could have encouraged me to buy stocks. And I, I was doing that a little bit too. But he really, uh, when we bought, um, because he was obviously co-signing at some point for me at that age, um, but it was, you know, my savings from living at home and, and that kind of stuff. So it was the market was going down. In fact, my friend got a property very similar, cheaper than me soon after. So it was really crushing. But I mean, I, you know, basically tripled my money in that investment. And that led to flipping a few times through New York City. And now I'm in a family size home because of that decision I made at 23. And just, you know, I had by that time I paid it off. By the time I moved out, second apartment was also paid off by the time I moved out. This one, we do have some debt on. It's a big family apartment in New York City. But without that, I would not be able to have afforded to live in New York City as a journalist because journalism, guys, not the best paying career. No. By the way, your story is exact. I know we've talked about this before personally, but your story is exactly the same as my wife. Yeah. Because my wife's father pushed her to buy a home in New York right after college. And same thing. I think mm-hmm. she bought it at 22 or 23. And she too lived in it and then rolled it into an investment property, which today is, you know, a very valuable investment property that she never could have bought. She hadn't started when she did it in her 20s. And one thing that's important to say, like, you know, for anybody who's like, oh, I don't know if I should do this. If you're looking to build generational wealth, like so much has gone on in the United States, it's been so sad. Like being in Europe and watching, for instance, Black Lives Matter, and 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 you know, not to go off on a negative tangent, but when you look at the things that have happened in our in this country with racial divide, one of the most important things is to, is to get financial e- equality. And when you look at financial equality, one of the things that has held back certain groups of people in America, it's home ownership, and. The problem when you do, when a family doesn't own a home is that there's no wealth to transfer to the next generation. So when grandma owns a home and grandma dies, that money trickles back down to the next generation and often the grandchildren. And so part of buying a home as a family, like doing everything humanly imaginable to buy that first home is to work on the ability of transferring wealth to the next generation too. That's really important. Very well said. Okay, David, so this is your first time co-hosting. So we're going to 
throw a curveball to you. We put this question out to our Instagram audience. By the way, everyone, at Money Friends Pod is our Instagram handle. Yours is David L. Bach, correct? That's correct. correct. You okay, can see all the fun stuff I'm doing in Italy because it's not like the professional awesome. uh, social account. It's what I'm doing over here in Italy. Oh, it's great. You had your son this morning, I think, going at the bus stop um, with... Uh, what was the statue? Oh my goodness. That, it's, oh, a very famous, it's a very famous statue that's here by yeah. the Vecchio and somebody put an umbrella in it because it rained this morning and my son's like, did you look at that? What? I'm like, what? He's like, dad, look at that. I'm like, what? He's like, <gasps> it's holding an umbrella. <laughs> oh my gosh. So at David Elbach, you guys got to see this Instagram. It's it's the coolest. But um, okay. So we asked our at Money Friends pod Instagram audience, do you consider real estate a good investment? What do you think our money friends said? Yes or no? What percentage said yes? Do you consider real estate a good investment? And by the way, we have a very smart audience, David. Just yeah, so you know. I'm going to guess your audience 70% said yes. You are so good. 78%. But uh. Amazing. And what's you know what's interesting is that that number would have been higher 15 years ago. It, the only reason it's not higher is because you have people on Instagram and social media saying you shouldn't buy a home, and typically those people are always out there selling you something else that they want you to buy. So, uh, but 70, you know, when I sit in a room, I do a lot. I used to do a lot of keynotes back in the day of live events, and when you had 10,000 people in a room and you asked that room, how many of you is the best investment you've ever made a home? Most of the room who's made who's owns real estate, their hands gone up. If you ask how many of you is your best investment in stock, maybe it's 10, 15% of the room. So I'm not against owning stocks. I own a lot of stocks and I'm in the registered investment advisory business, but I just know that real estate works and is the first thing you should do is buy a home you shouldn't rent. So I do want to, let's bring in a contrary opinion. We did put this question out to our Instagram audience. We also said, how do you think real estate compares to other investments? So we have a bunch of people that are very pro- that, but we also have some comments that are naysayers. So we have Kay Seeger said, personally, I think real estate empires are house of car houses of cards. It's only equity on paper. What do you think about that? Um, I don't even know how to respond to that because it's such a, it's so wrong, right? Like you, you could say that about anything. You could say that about the stock market. You could say that about your money in the bank, right? Like, unless you're holding gold in your house somewhere, it's all on paper. It's all actually on digital asset now. So, real estate's actually not on paper. Real estate's actually tangible. You, I'm living, here's a wall behind me. This is a home. You know, if anything's not just on paper, it's actually real estate. So, the thing about <laughs> real estate versus like the question about REITs, because I didn't finish it, is that REITs, if you put $100,000 in a REIT, that's it. There's no leverage. You put $100,000 into a piece of real estate. Like I was just with somebody today in a walk. They put $100,000 into a building for their company. They bought a building for their company in Nebraska. And they bought a million-dollar building. So they put $100,000 down. They got a $900,000 loan. The cost of that mortgage was like 2%. And they got a million dollars, a mil, Bobby, they got a million dollars in tax write-offs the first year. Wow. He's a smart wow. guy. He figured out some different things he could do with the city. But Hunter Graham, he owns a, a million dollar asset. He's running it back to his company and he got a million dollars of the write-offs. This, look at, the system's rigged for people to get rich who own real estate and stocks. It's a rigged system, but it's specifically rigged for real estate. It's not fair 
but it's never going to change. It's not a coincidence that the president of the United States family built all their wealth in real estate and that all the tax laws that have been enacted in the last four years are more favorable now for real estate than they've ever been for big real estate. And maybe not for the little guys buying a house, but for big real estate specifically. All right. I want to squeeze in one last comment before we're out of time. We have actually our friend Andrea Warrock uh, left a comment. She said, depending on location, price, interest rate, and potential rental stream, it is a solid investment. So Andrea supporting uh, real estate as a great investment as well. All right. Before we get to our takeaways, I do want to thank Tiller for sponsoring this episode of Money with Friends. Tiller's a great way to manage your money. They use spreadsheets. But the thing is, I'm not a big spreadsheet person, but what I like about Tiller is that it lets you customize them. And then I'm also not someone, well, you know about this, David. I don't like to spend time doing things. I like to set things up automatically because otherwise you might forget if they're just on your to-do list every day. So you set Tiller up automatically and it brings in feeds of all of your spending, any transactions, and it even has the balances of each thing added up. So you get everything customized and you can see what's going on and it's automatic, which is something that we all know works. When you automate things, things get done and you don't have to even touch them. So you simply connect your banks once, you see everything updated automatically. And again, you don't have to do anything. And we're all about the easy here. Go to tillerhq.com forward slash MWF for more information, a free trial. And of course, to support the show, tillerhq.com dot com forward slash MWF. Check out Tiller, everyone. All right, David Bach, we're wrapping up our first show. What is your takeaway for everyone on this story and all of your wisdom regarding owning real estate? Well, first of all, congratulations for listening to the show. It shows that you want to be smarter with your money. Now the key thing is to take action. So if anything I said to you has piqued your interest, come over and visit me at finishrich.com brand new website to help give you more information about personal finance and help you take action. The first time homebuyer challenge is there. So if you want to go through the five day course, uh, it's free and you can learn how to go from renting to buying a home. Again, it's on finishrich.com. Come subscribe to my newsletter. We send that out to over a hundred thousand people on Sundays. It's called the three minute Sunday newsletter. But the biggest thing is keep learning more about money. And then remember, it's not just learning that's enough. You need to take action. Action's what changes your life. So that's really the key. And remember this, if you got your health, you have real wealth. I love that, David. So true. And I love what you say about, you know, taking action, because what I was going to say is my takeaway. What is my takeaway is, you know, it illustrates that having the resources available to put to work when the opportunity comes, it's also really important because we've talked about these people that have been able to invest in real estate. Well, you have to have enough money and the credit score, the relationships with banks, whatever it may be to have that in your case, say the, in the case of the example you gave the hundred thousand dollars to put down, you can leverage that to a million, but you have to have access to the resources to begin with. So make sure you're really careful with automating things. That's something David talked about from his very first book, um, making sure you save money, it adds up, and then it's ready for you when the opportunity comes. And other people don't have the resources because things are kind of, you know, falling down for a lot of people right now, a lot of people losing money in real estate, that is when the opportunity comes. And in almost any kind of asset, um, it's the people that have the resources available and the courage to take that leap when everybody else is going the other way to make that investment. And it, you, nothing's ever guaranteed, you know, we don't know, but it certainly has worked out for both myself and for David. David, tell us, you, you did tell us about your home buyer challenge. You've got your new website that you've been able to work on from Italy, Finish Rich. You've got your podcast, The David Bach Show, which is going to be ramping up even more this fall. Where else can people follow you? You're also pretty active on social, as we mentioned. 
Yeah, come. I mean, I'm on Instagram and Facebook. So at uh, David L. Bach, I'm on Twitter to author David Bach. And then I got another website you can go to, which is davidbach.com. Um, either one, davidbach.com or finishrich.com. But the big thing is go listen to the podcast, The David Bach Show, because it's really inspiring people right now. My whole goal when I do a podcast is to be the calming voice the inspirational voice, but I'm also a realist. Like I tell, I tell it like it is, but I'm here to cheer you on. Um, right now is a time to surround yourself with, I believe, people who are positive. There's too much negativity out there. And if you spend too much time with the negative, it's going to get into you. You got to brush that negative off, even during these difficult times, and find that positive energy. So I hope to be, for, for those of you who come and listen to me, that positive friend that can cheer you on to realize that uh, your future can be bigger than your past. Oh my goodness. So inspiring. And and when people write to you, they talk about your positivity. So we truly appreciate that. And and your podcast is also very personal because of everything going on in Italy. And I really feel like I'm kind of there with you when I listen to your podcast. So thank you for that. Um, you. Everyone should learn more about David and all of our, our new season co-hosts. You can go to mondaywithfriendspodcast.com to learn more. Um, if you want links to the articles that we read on the show, the best place is on our YouTube channel, which we are growing. So please subscribe. Um, just go to YouTube and search for Money With Friends. You can get, um, you can, first of all, you can also participate in the show live and you can get all the information about the show. So thanks, everyone. David is going to be back tomorrow. We're going to be talking about investing and whether you should up your cash savings during this time. A lot of people worried about the market. Um, September is a tricky month, so we'll see. Right, David? September is historically a tricky month, and so can October. (laughs) Yes. Oh, yes. All right. We'll talk about it tomorrow. Join us. We'll see you then. This show's created and hosted by us, Joe Salcihai and Bobby Rebel, and it's edited and produced by Ashley Wall. Money with Friends is a product of Money with Friends LLC, copyright 2020. For a list of the thought leaders who appear on the podcast and links to the stories discussed, head to our website, moneywithfriendspodcast.com. You can also check out our schedule for upcoming recording sessions so you can join us and be part of the show. Also, be sure to follow us on social media at moneyfriendspod on both Instagram and Twitter. Look out for our polls and quizzes. You could get a shout out on the show. We're well worth following. We promise. As with anything, remember you shouldn't take advice from any of us or or any other videos or podcasts without first talking to your financial advisor. These people on this episode, they're here for your and their entertainment purposes only. I'm Bobby. I'm Joe. We'll see you here back next time with another episode of Money with Friends. Bam, nailed it.